Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty four seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yep. It's Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. My name's Amino Hassan. That is Black Tree over there, Big Waz, and Jerv is lurking somewhere as well. We got Rob Lopez producing, as always. Uh, got a great show for y'all. A little musical heavy. Before we get started, just a couple of housekeeping notes for everybody. Uh, the Cinephobe Pod, this is the podcast that me and Zach Harper do, where we review the movies that you... Re- <laughs> What does he say? We review the movies that you won't admit that you love that are terrible. Or the movies that are terrible that you watch and tell you how terrible they are. Either way, it's a funny podcast. It's me, it's Zach Harper, it's Maze. We uh, we bring it to you every week. It is live and it's public and we have its its own dedicated feed. So please like, subscribe, etc. The Dad Pod, where all the guys discuss the the trials and tribulations of fatherhood. That goes live next week. It gets its own feed. It's going to be public. 
uh, right here free for everybody. So definitely check out, like, subscribe, rate all those both those pods, uh, and you know download because again we're working hard to give you guys great content here. Uh, M O R E has relaunched M- my man Mariano with Jade. Uh, it's going to be on the Patreon. So for the Patreon subscribers, look out for that. It's going to be live. And as you guys all love Mariano, so definitely support him as he makes his reappearance on the podcast network. And then finally, we still have that, um, that survey that's up. You go to count the things, uh, you can go find that survey. We really need to know this is, this is for us to be able to give you guys a better experience. So please check that out. And finally, before I we get into this particular episode of Bomb, we have a very special episode coming to you soon. It's going to be about the influence of Allen Iverson and the Reebok questions. This is a very special one. So definitely, definitely, definitely be, a, be on the lookout for this bonus episode that's coming to you this week. All right, let's get the show started. Uh, a classic was born today. And that classic, ladies and gentlemen, is Corrupt Streets is a Mother. Trey, you seem very passionate about this one. Yeah, man. I I have to say, man, Streets is a a Mother was like uh, a highly anticipated album, especially in South Central and just Los Angeles County, you know, with our heavy gang culture. Um, you know, that that just was one of them albums that you can like it was the closest thing of like the pre Nipsey ish type albums where it was like, you know, because like as Jerv and 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 Waz would say, you know, Snoop was kind of, you know, anything past dog. Uh, what is it? The uh, doggy style album. It wasn't too much like, you know, too much hype coming from him. And plus, it was a different time. During that time, everybody was uh, Rough Riders and um, Rockefeller. And we didn't really have too many West Coast albums to kind of lean on. And Corrupt was like still pushing gang culture in his music, but like still lyrical. And he had a beef with DMX at the time. So one of two two of the biggest records that are played still to this day at house parties are featured on that album. So question, quick question. This album came before Chronic 2001? Same day. Same day. That's wow, that's amazing. crazy. That's, yeah. that's, oh, wow, that's dope. Uh, I mean, he was on Death Row at the time, or what, what was he on? Uh, yeah, he was still on Death Row. This is that's wild to me that they would drop on the same day. I, I'll tell you, I like I don't know. Let me like, um, I know he's got like a Philly connection of some sort. Corrupt does. But, he's, I mean, from it's not, it's, he's from Philly. It's not really a connection. It's just he's um, like he's a Philly dude. Yeah, okay. he's, he's, he's a Philly nigga. But I'm gonna just say right now, I don't know about y'all. I don't remember two songs on this album. I remember the oh yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. so oh yeah, and then, and then girls all pause. Girls, girls all, all pause. I like that. Girls all pause is a song. Sexy ladies, no, no, no. But it was, it was, like a, it, was it was still coming off bling bling era, but still like a cool dance club leather. Yes. You know, you wear your leather. That was one of them still like. Not by coastal, because I'm not sure if it really no, rang off. They played it in the East Coast. Girls okay. All Paws got, got play in the clubs, yeah. Yeah. 
Cause it was it was up there at the same time when um Jay Jay did uh we gonna do it again like those type of records was kind of flowing you know. But so you're saying what what which were the track? First of all, let me ask Jerv. Do you do you remember any other tracks on this album? I'm not the. I mean, I gotta what? take. I'm not the biggest corrupt guy. Oh, you don't I, support I, your I, own. Okay. Nah, nah. I mean, like I, I fuck with corrupt, but like I I I never really was. I respect him. I think he was nice, but I, I never really was in the corrupt like that. So I got nothing for you. Streets is mean, a I, mother you know. is is mysteriously not on Spotify, which is strange to me because all of his other shit is. That's kind of crazy. It's on I'm still trying to figure out because it's not like there was a beef. Corrupt was on Chronic 2001. No, nah, no, nah, it wasn't. It wasn't a beef. I mean, but that's not. You know, it's you know, it's, it's probably different labels, man. Dre was still, was wasn't on. Um, I know I Death get Row it. anymore at that point. I get it, but uh, wouldn't you know? Like, like Chronic 2001 wasn't on Death Row. No, aftermath. So, but here's my question though. Given that, like. Yeah, I mean, I just can't imagine. That would be like saying, like, if Jizza and Method Man dropped on the same. They, that wouldn't happen. They didn't. They weren't on the same label. But there's no way I would drop on the same day as my boy when I have tracks on his album. I have features on his album. So the crazy thing is, they both shared the same song. Ho is a housewife. Wow. Yeah, that, that's amazing. That's a real song. Yeah, no, it was, it was definitely a legendary song. <laughs> But, um, so, so the crazy thing, Trey, um, about you t- saying that this is a legendary South Central, you know, um, that area L.A. record uh, is because this is only two years, two years and some change after Big Pass. So I feel like the, the bitterness was still there, but somehow Dre was just able to just penetrate through that because everybody who I know was playing this damn 2001 like yeah, not a single person fronted on it. Well, two thousand one created a sound too. This is a whole nother thing. Like this was yep. this was this was Dre's. Like, hey, I'm officially back. I do this, and you know what I mean. And we're we're definitely going to reflect on that because obviously, Streets as a Mother is in the shadow. But I do want the listeners to understand like how important these albums were because they were like these are, these are kind of like how. You know, Jay would drop albums and then Memphis Bleak would have an album that kind of like you hold dearly close yeah, to your heart. Facts. So Corrupt and Daz Dillinger, uh, Revenge, Retaliation and Get Back was another album like that. That's like it didn't get crazy buzz, but I think they did well off of association. And then they had tons of B-sides that they can still perform to this day. You know what I mean? So um, what were the tracks that you were talking about, though, that represented for the culture? Okay, so one of the one of the biggest songs off this album, you know, what I mean, normally when you're at a party, you hear "We Can Freak It," but that was off another album. But you need to hear uh, basically the diss song, you know. So I'm not sure if you guys knew about why Corrupt and DMX had beef. I didn't even know they had beef. It was over Foxy. Oh, Brown. they definitely had beef because it was over Foxy Brown. DMX so, fucked her allegedly. So he went, he, so this is probably the, one of the hardest songs, um, in, in my, uh, time because calling out names was so hardcore. When you think of it, he literally, normally guys kind of beat around the bush and subliminal dub do it. So I'm going to just read off some of these lyrics, right? Wait, which track, wait, which track? Calling out names. I'm looking at the track listing right now. It's not, it's not showing up. So this 
This this is who it's he not gets. on the album. That's actually on, on Spotify. I do remember that song actually. It's DMX, Ja Rule, Irv Gotti, Foxy Brown. Uh who else got? Uh is that yeah, the song that, where X said, I love my baby mother, I never let her go, yep, whatever. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So he uh, got dissed on he got dissed on that. That was corrupt who he is dissing. But this is what he says. Niggas with hepatitis, unauthorized, hard to move, arthritis, infected, selected, neglected, ejected. And the next time you hit the West, you could best believe, bust, believe the best. Motherfuck the rest. What you supposed to be snatching? You come into a world punctured hearts and jacking. Lethal, illegal overseeing the overall like seagulls. Balls in your jaws. On the hunt like bald eagles. The end of your sequel. I'm the Millie Mac and the strong end and nigga to blame. And I'ma start calling y'all bitch ass niggas by name. Motherfuck D, motherfuck M. Only X I know is exhibit or RBX. Extraordinary, trying to snatch my bitch. You can have the bitch. Two bitches getting rich just to come to the West Coast and get stripped down. Beat to death and stripped all over a bitch. Now it's 50 MCs that ain't worth shit. Get your ass kicked 50 times, beat to 10 cent. I love New York, but the niggas that represent y'all ain't shit, New York. They acting like a bitch, New York. Buckshot, Noriega, Jigga, cool. Cannabis, Wu-Tang, my niggas, cool. Death Squad and Death Jam, but fuck Ja Rule. Irv Gotti, I can't wait for Raekwon to break food. Trying to sign Daz, nigga, Daz assign you. When you hit the West, this is what we gon' do. Get y'all niggas. Slap y'all niggas like bitches. Dipping through the hood on switches. I just bought me a Cadillac last week with a new bitch since my old bitch tweaked. Nah, homeboy, the game just ain't the same. If you want to know, Corrupt said it, and I'm calling out names. I actually remember that shit. That shit was actually fire. I remember that joint. That joint was fire. That's a great verse. <laughs> that, was that verse gave us like that, ah, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Even though Pac was dead, we had no posts. And we lost our post again because obviously, you know, niggas just went East Coast. We fucked with Jay-Z after that. And then obviously the game in 2005, but that was our last little breath before it left our bodies. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. By, <laughs> by, the, by the way, <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I mean, it's just honestly because you got to think about it like niggas love DMX. So it was kind of, of a hard course. battle. It was kind of a hard battle to choose because like what these bitches want from a nigga, you know, you know, uh, X gonna give it to you. Like these were really likable tracks, and for corrupt to kind of do that, it kind of left you. And this is like, wait, 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 wait. What these bitches want from a nigga was about um, corrupt. No, no, no. I'm just saying, uh, like, it's a big era. It's a big record. Yeah, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. For us to be like, nah. Yeah. I, did y'all know yeah. that that you wacky twisted your girls a whole? The, yeah, the kid I knew your, that. Y'all, yeah, y'all yeah, yeah. That I, I definitely knew that. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I, had I had no read idea. that in the source of Double XL somewhere years your ago. Man, your own man said yeah. you're stupid. You'd be like, so? Yeah. I, I love, love my, my baby, baby mother. mother. Never let yeah, it go. And so and he did that. He did like the girly voice with it too. Yeah, is, it but, is this a mind blowing moment for you? <laughs> it is a mind. Yo, for real, I had no idea. I thought it was just very generic, just kind of like shit talk. I didn't know he was talking specifically about somebody. And I gotta say, yeah, like, I, if you would ask me, if you would ask me. Trey, because I remember calling out names, and I, I remember that verse where he says, you know, he calls out Nori, so and so, so cool, whatever. Uh, I would have said up until today, I would have been like, oh yeah, that's su- su- such a harder track. But now knowing what <laughs> what that line was, like, oh, that this is way better than oh, kill all of y'all, like <laughs> you know, you can yeah, tell it's that. Funny. 
Because it's funny, you know what I mean? Like, the same way how Drake did uh, Meek Mill, like, you want to make music that's, even though you're dissing someone, you want to make it be played in the club. You still want it yeah, to be a likable yeah. record. And in that same sense, it's like, okay, he's really mad, but I'm going to turn this into a gem, but also joke on him. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm going to earn money in the, in the process <laughs> that's going to get played on the radio. And every time we hear it, we're going to laugh at you. Like, that was a scenario. What's going on, everybody? It's producer Rob here. Just cutting in real quick to tell you all a bit about Audible. It's the time of year when everyone is traveling or running around, getting thoughtful gifts for the people you care about. How about you think about giving yourself the gift of an Audible membership this holiday season. Now is the best time to do it with a special offer of 53% off your first three months. 53%, that's more than half, just in case you didn't know. Access an unbeatable selection of audiobooks, including bestsellers, motivation, mysteries, thrillers, memoirs, and more. You can also pop in and get something like Raw, My Journey to the Wu-Tang Clan by Lamont U. God Hawkins. Uh, you can also pop in and grab My Voice, the Angie Martinez memoir. How about the Made in America J Z story by Michael Eric Dyson, uh, following the work in times of Jay-Z, of course, some may consider the best rapper alive. You can choose three titles every month, one audiobook, and two exclusive Audible originals you can't hear anywhere else. You can listen on any device, anytime, anywhere off the Audible app. It's great while commuting, at the gym, or during your holiday travels. With Audible, you also enjoy easy audiobook exchanges and your own audiobook library you keep forever, even if you cancel. Right now, for a limited time, you can get three months of Audible for just $6.95 a month. That's more than half the regular price give yourself the gift of listening for more go to audible.com slash bomb b-o-m that's audible.com slash bomb b-o-m that's more than half off the regular price choose one audiobook and two audible originals absolutely free visit audible.com slash bomb or text b-o-m to 500-500 that's bomb when you go to audible.com slash bomb or text b-o-m to 500 wasn't Hex trying to start that uh, rumor or, or well, I mean, it may have been a rumor, it may have been fact. Wasn't he trying to say that the baby wasn't his? I mean, I know that was a, uh, a line in the verse, but like, wasn't Fox pregnant or some shit too? Yeah, she was She was pregnant during that time. Or I don't know if she was like caring or had a miscarriage or something. Like, I'm not sure, but like, was yeah, it? it was one of those scenarios. I was going to ask, did she keep it? Nah, nah, they didn't have a kid. But I know, um, you know, during that time they were not a power couple because it's kind of hard to I remember, associate. I remember no, no, power doing... couple's cool, Trey. That's that's, that's yeah. a good way to say. It. Yeah, like you know, she... you think Fox was the biggest at that like, point you know, in time. Fox he, was yeah. one of one of the biggest female MCs. Um, remember the firm when she was yeah. around during that time. Yeah, Fox was real. She 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 had a nice little run. And, and, oh, yeah, I, mean, I, like I liked her Broken Silence and all her. She had some good albums. Jay had some great albums that he had Poxy Brown rap for. She had some of the greatest writers of all time. She had Hove, she had Nas, she had yeah. a few of the, of the greatest. Yeah, what, was her, what was her brother's name? Gavin. Nah, nah, nah. Uh, Did he have a different dude. name? The other dude. Nah, it yeah. was like Pretty Boy. Pretty Boy, something, yeah, yeah, yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, but his name is Gavin. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gavin's his <laughs> real name. Gav. Nigga said no. <laughs> it's Pretty Boy Gav. 
Uh, I don't even know why I asked what her brother name. He has nothing to do with anything. He's I mean, he was always in the raps. Like niggas would include that into the rap. Like, go ahead, throw him in there. Um, he probably wrote some of that shit too. But since we highlighted that, let's talk about the bigger album. Yeah. 2001. Oh my. I, it, I, I, this album still rings out. Easy classic. Of course. Um, hell, hell of a timeless. Classic. Felt by all coast. Let, let, mean, me ask, let me ask this wait. question. That's because people like grand statements. Chronic 2001. Greatest, uh, what do they call it? Various artist album ever. Compilation. Compilation. Ever. Greatest compilation ever. Sure. I don't even know who would be who else would be in the room. 36, cha- 36 Chambers mm, is the only other 36 one. 36 Chambers? Mm, I'm going Chronic. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, I love 36 Chambers, but yeah, like, this one. Like, I remember when, because the whole, you know what it is? It's the context of this album, right? Because we think back now, we're like, oh, yeah, it's a great album. Why? Dr. Dre's one of the best producers. Why wouldn't it be a great album? But, you know, that line in Still DRE was said, said, they're saying Dre fell off how my last album was a chronic. That was real, man. There was a real feeling that Dr. Dre felt, because that Aftermath album he put out was trash. In ghetto. Fabulous money make the world. Yeah, I love how he just. I love how he well, just kind of just like acts like that album never happened to right? that. Yeah, you no got idea. guns. Yeah, <laughs> I got straps. Strap. <laughs> yeah, that I mean was it was, just, was this our was this our uh, what you call it the Eminem intro? Yes. No. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I know, no. I know, he, no, 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 no. Let me let me clarify. Let me clarify. I know that he was. I know he was out, but was this like the. No, no, uh, no. Marshall okay, Mathers okay. LP sold like seven Man, billion no, copies. Slim Shady right, LP right. was first. This, this, this My bad, I just tried to have an aha moment. My bad, y'all just ruined it for me. This album yeah. helped surf one of the best tours of all time outside of Up, uh, up in Smoke. Up in Smoke. The Chronic Tour, Eminem showed up at the after party. It was chill. For Eminem, you know what I'm saying? D12 came out and represented. Much love. The show was off the heezy. Hold on. I did the Up and Smoke show with Dr. Dre and Snoop and them. And since the fucking crowd was so live, I figured I would come here tonight for free just for the fuck of it. That DVD is crazy. I wasn't old enough to hit concerts like that, but seeing that, I wish I was like my age now to go to that. That's how I crazy about that's that the other day. Why, where they would ever do like a a new an up and smoke kind of like re- reunion tour or something like that? Because the thing about this album that would do numbers, by the way. So this we were talking about this the other day. Like, there's tracks that if they drop today, remember we talking about Biggie? I think if this track dropped today, would it sound dated and out of place, or would it still go to straight charts? I'm like, yo, that would go. Straight. This is another this album right here. Like this music does not sound old, or at least, or maybe I'm just old, and I'm saying I don't know. I feel like these songs, like think about how many times you go to a, a club and they play that the beginning to uh, a next episode. Oh, of and course, they play next episode and nobody's like, "What is this old music playing?" It's not like they're playing Jackson timeless. Five or something. It's timeless. It, it's it's timeless, right? Same thing was, with yeah, still Drake. Still Dre, same thing with Explosive, same thing with, um, well, let's see what else. Forgot about Dre. What's the difference? Like, nah, these you, songs, don't, you don't, you you don't, don't skip a track on that, on that album. 
Listen, the crazy Bucky, thing Bucky is, was um, probably the craziest shit that ruled. Oh man, so like, that so ruled, fire. Ruled me in though. I just want to even even he had classic skits on here. You look like AC Green. Green, <laughs> bitch, don't call me anymore. Yeah. You know like Benverine. <laughs> I kind of feel bad saying this, but I never seen the real album. You never seen it physically? No, <laughs> you only had the bootleg copies. Yes. Nah, you wild. <laughs> well, hold up, time out. Two thousand one. Uh, hold up, let's let's not that's not that far fetched. Keep it real. That's the Napster era, right? Yes. Yeah, it's a lot. That was nineteen ninety nine. Friend of the pod, friend of the pod, DZ sold CDs. Three for uh, I mean uh, two for five. Just you just snitched out this. Easy was a bootlegger. <laughs> but I also yeah. said it's clear, so can't catch him. You know what's so crazy? Um, that Jerv brought up Eminem is that like the summer before this drop. And they, they was doing the Slim the Slim Shady LP run, which like, you know, that's Dre's artist. And it's like the first thing that he's a part of that was hot in a really long time, right? Like he said, the firm flop, that aftermath yeah. album came and went. And Wait, the firm Eminem flop? Was just, oh, of course the firm flop. The firm album you, you that album didn't do that was actually Zerf, it Zerf, I like that. I like the album. It flopped. It, it flopped. It did it, 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 it was supposed to be the biggest thing. In, in hip hop, a West Coast producer producing for four of the most lyrical East Coast people. Like this was supposed to be mega. This was supposed to be like what what Chronic two thousand and one was. That's what it was supposed to because the knock for the longest was like West Coast rappers are not lyrical enough. East Coast rappers don't have the best oh, beats. Yeah, don't ha- and they, and it's not yeah. melodic enough. It's not you know you know what Drake could do with music. But what I'm saying is like Eminem was the first thing he was a part of that was scorching hot. And of course, he's in the My Name Is video. And he even has, I don't even know if you call it a verse, but he has an appearance on Guilty Conscience. And I'm like, oh, look at Dre with his little artist eyes. He's, he's doing his with thing. His and then, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what it felt like at the time. And then when he dropped Still Dre, which was the first single off of the album, I was just like, oh, my God, Dre's back, Snoop's back with him. It was just, I don't know. That was a moment for me. And I don't think I was a super big Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg fan by the time, by 1999. I was already too lyrical, miracle, East Coast, Tim's and all of that shit to really be locked into them like that based off of Doggy Style and The Chronic. Um, but man, when, when still Dre came back, I was like, Jesus Christ, this is crazy, fam. Yeah, I think the funny thing for me was a couple of things. One, I, I did like Dre, like, but then like, like shit, the nigga fell off. He he made some flops or whatever. Same thing with Snoop. I love Snoop on on uh, the first two albums, and then after that, it kind of got like, yeah, you know, I'm like, well, maybe maybe it was just kind of flashing the pan or whatever. Like I, I wasn't a believe like this album right here brought West Coast music back to a being fun music. Right, because Tupac and Death Row dragged that shit down, and just like it was a grunt. It was like a, I didn't want to like that music. Yeah, it, was, it was like well, it wasn't even like that's another thing too. You have to look at like the degree of like like Pac being aggressive, and yeah. then now we had the fun. Like this was more. Remember, have you, you guys all seen Menace to Society? Right? Yeah, yeah. So yes, remember sir. when Kane graduated from high school? And they were at the party and everybody's in the back kicking it in there. They're like, hey, what's up, Kane? And they're playing the Atomic Dog and stuff. Yeah, yeah. 
that's ideally what Chronic 2001 was through the entire album of like cool ass house party telling kind of a story of like an adult perspective of LA niggas, but then also like all these niggas and all these bitches. Somebody here gonna fuck. And then you also got talking about like heavily smoking weed. And then you're talking about, you know, you have some like the West Coast is good for having like a, a female rapper that probably gets off a real bar but never gets a hit song again. Like that chick on that song, she never she never really did anything after that. But I can really respect her verse. Her verse is still one of the classic verses. And Tupac would do that from time to time and just like involuntarily like, hey, you want to rap? Yeah. <laughs> and somebody just gets in the bar in the booth and you're like, who is this? Like, like, nobody, man. like, like rest in peace, Big Psych. Shout out the rage. Listen, rest in peace, Big, <laughs> Big Psych, but nobody should know who Big Psych is. Do you know what I mean? Like Big Psych got some uh, classic man. verses off of on box shit. Like just because he's like, I'm laying down and I'm Big Psych, baby. And everybody <laughs> knows that. Like, why? Dude, yo, by the way, I just want to point out, <laughs> yo, I went to the uh, Hollywood Improv last night and I saw, I was, uh, it was like the Monday night thing they do, but the last, the, the person who closed and it was a surprise was Dion Cole. And Dion Cole, he has a whole bit about, about he going to save some, <laughs> some, some, uh, he's funny. some, He's hilarious. He's able to save music careers. Like we, we, we know we we don't respect our music icons. Like there's some people giving you iconic verses on iconic songs that y'all just cast aside. Say, for instance, Mercedes. You don't know who Mercedes is? I'll tell you. Mercedes, the fellow. Mercedes, a mellow, quite a nice fellow. Dd at a rhyme acapella. The nigga from Tony, Tony, Tony. It feels good. The guy yeah. who does. So, <laughs> the next one he said, Tasha. Y'all forgot about Tasha now. Oh, y'all don't know who Tasha is? Tasha from Thuggish Ruggish Bone. At the end says, Wiz is in the house. Wiz is in the house. And I'm Tasha. So I was just thinking about that with 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 uh with Trace and Big Psych. Like, I mean, like, you hey, gotta get those are the those are the forgotten features, dog. They like they play a huge part. Like they're they're like immortalized after this, bro, like forever. Even if they never gave another bar off, bro, like it's just like, damn, I really got that off on this song, and I like really don't belong. Like you know how even niggas be like, I got a song with Hope, and you're like, nah, bro, you really don't. But like you snuck on this track, but it's cool. Yo, what? Let me tell you a story about my lasting memory of this album. Obviously, it's a great album, no skips, like Jerv said. But the thing I remember is when we hit play, we listened to it. The song "Explosive" corrupts verse. But I never get my nigga Carl. He's Haitian. Haitian Carl, straight from Haiti. <laughs> he said, "Hey man, count how many times he's just bitching that verse." <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing as as much as I just. Oh did. man, the, the, like it's a, it's a what on explosive? Yeah, on explosive. Okay, so I'm about to. Re- well, I'm gonna read that verse. Okay. Oh man, this is gonna be amazing because I just love I, I love this song. <laughs> oh, it's such a great song. All right. Okay, are we ready? Yes. West Coast shit, nigga. Overdosage, Imperial pistols, ferocious, fuck a bitch. Can't keep the count. Don't tease, bitch. Strip tease, bitch. Eat a bowl of these, bitch. Gobble the dick. Hoes forgot to eat a dick. Can shut the fuck up. Fuck up, bitch. 
gobble and swallow a nut up. Shut up and get my cash. Cash, backhanded, pimp slap, pant, pimp slap backwards and left stranded. Just pop your collar. Pimp convention, hoes for a dollar. Six deuce and plush, six deuce and pala. Pimping hoes from Texas to Guatemala. Bitch niggas, pay for hoes. Just to lay with hoes. Relax one night and pay to stay with hoes. Captain, save them all day, bitch. Save this dick, bitch, nigga. You more than a bitch than a bitch. You ain't hitting no. You ain't hitting. You ain't into hitting pussy or hitting the switch. You into hitting bitches off with a grip. You punk bitch. Twelve bitches. I got a twelve. I got a twelve. Twelve bitches. Is Sixteen bars. He's having almost a bitch, a bitch per verse. A bitch per bar, man. He said, "Bitch, nigga, you more than of a bitch than a bitch." That was that was when it reached its climax. So he's like. Yeah, like it's funny to me yo, that this song gets played on the radio. Yo, you know what's so crazy? Um, I mean, is that like the wrong people to hear that song and like, oh, it's demeaning. Is this? Is that? Like, he's clearly doing it for the shock value. He's oh, yeah. clearly doing it for the troll value. Like, he wants to see how far he can stretch this vulgarity shit, and it's kind of freaking oh. hilarious, bro. And then, and then, uh, like, like every great song. It's like you got that, and then in between you got the Nate Dog verse, which is this to this day. Again, this is how you know this song is timeless. These motherfuckers that weren't even born when this song came out play it at a party, and then hit the mute right when when he says <laughs> all the real smokers know Nate investing nothing but dope indeed everyone will sing that part real trees chronically no seeds <laughs> what a great when song when I man. met you last night baby. Last night, baby man I miss Nate man yeah man that, that dude he can make well, you any, opened he can make up oh gap you know what he gave us too? What's that? How could we not mention this? Smoke weed every day. Oh, that, that that's uh, next episode. episode next episode this, this album is like yeah it's it's just a definition of of what a hip-hop classic is by every measure man like it's not some regional thing it's not um it's got all it, it, the sound like trey said like he came with a new sound like all right, i i invented g-funk and killed y'all with that now i'm gonna kill you with this like it it's, was incredible that, that album that album is 100% the reason why niggas like myself is still waiting for detox. Yeah. And the crazy shit is, um, Jerv, um, well, we're not getting detox, but the crazy shit is, is like the Eminem shit, which was Dre, fed, fed into this, which fed into more Eminem, which fed directly into 50. Like, just a freaking crazy run that this is a part of. So it's a part of Marshall Mathers LP. It's a part of Get Rich or Die Trying. Like, that's just a crazy 
run of I mean, hip hop. Shit, it's a part of Good Kid, Mad City. Shit, why not? Fuck it. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, it's so dope, man. Uh, underrated track on this on this album. So we know the big hits. What 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 was everyone's favorite underrated track on this album? Wasn't a, wasn't a single. Maybe didn't get played at parties. Um, some LA niggas. Yeah. Some LA niggas and probably <laughs> let's get, but let's get high. Let's get high. It's not like that's 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 I'm really a, house I'm a big, party. I'm a big fan of light speed. <laughs> I like I like lights. Yo, Hitman is another nigga, man. Hitman. We might be Hitman, Hitman, and Mailman are all on this album. The Chronic Ice I'm still waiting to have some. I ain't had none of that since I moved out here, man. Oh man, Jerv, you got one. Trey took mine, bitch niggas. Yeah, that's. <laughs> this niggas, like, the title just says it all. Oh, I mean, man. this literally this entire album is just it's crazy. Shit, and Dre got a um no, I don't think that's his beat though. He's just on the hook on on Jay Z's Volume Three, but this came out the same oh, year. The mess, the Watcher. No, it's not the Watcher. It's a Watch Me. Oh yeah, Irv that was that, beat, that, Yeah, no, no, no. D- Dre did that beat. Oh, he did. Okay, he did that. Watch me. With dum, dum, dum. Yeah, like he had like a couple of beats here and there on other people's albums they produced. But you're right. He wasn't like, going crazy. No, it wasn't going crazy. And it was just kind of like, all right, man. Like, okay, you had a nice this run before the roids. And yeah. also, yeah, way before the roids, he was still chubby. And also, I mean, like you got to figure back in '99, the, the idea that a, that a rapper would would have been in the game since whenever NWA came out '88, '87. Right. Um. That just was unheard of. It was basically yeah. LL Cool LL. J and Dr. Dr. Dre. That was the list. There's only two, yeah. <laughs> that was it. the freaking list. Like, now, like, I mean, shit, Fabulous been around for 20 years. Now, right? everyone, now everyone's discovered That's this kind of weird like You're right. Like, I've thought about this a lot as far as with regards to people having, uh, you know, these tours or whatever, you know, where they come back and... And you know, especially the what's the one that they do with the Queen Mary trade down in Long Beach? You say what? What, what little, about the Queen? It's it's a festival they do every summer down in Long Beach, where it's mm. all like it's all the rappers from like the '90s or whatever, and like on the R&B acts I, in the I '90s. For, I forgot the name of it, but I know exactly what you're talking yeah. about, and they have all the acts. Yeah, it's kind of funny to me that you know. Like when those acts were out, there was no like you said, was well, it was LL and it was. It was Dr. Dre, and that's it. Everybody else was, you had like a five-year run, and, and that was it. And really, I want to say- Like, the, KRS the, had his last, what was his last joint, yeah, but Police? He was, no, Black KRS, Black. I mean, no, no. It's like his last, quote-unquote, big single was such a departure from who he was. that right. I, I feel bad. Even, it was the one with Puffy. The Wait, what? You don't remember Puff produces his- What's the track he had with Puff? Puff produced the track, I promise you. Because like, that everyone was like KRS one lost it and like he's lost his way and all that. Oh, uh, like, let me see. Do is a, I want to say no, no, no. That's I'm thinking a different. No, I'm telling you, police. That, the sound of the police had. Happened to oh yes, okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, it was a great. Song, but it was also, but it was, but for someone who so. Walked around puffing his chest up. I am hip hop and all that stuff. Then and at the That's time, Puffy was. Song? 
man, Puff at the time, yo, Jerv, you got to put yourself in the 90s. Like, people didn't like Puff. Like, Puff put out records that were great party records and all that, but people did not like the hip, the hippity hop people, the right. the, the rapidity rap people, right. as, as Waz called them, did not like it. about this on the show while, like, I hate backpackers. Like, in 1996, B.I.G. wasn't good enough for them. Think about that. <laughs> like, think about it, bro. Like, yeah, they thought real. Big was not raw enough for them. Big. <laughs> like, it's crazy. And now, you know, we have the... And even they will admit, like, they lost the war. You know what I'm saying? Like, now we can look back and, but no, and, I think and, and judge Puff's music for what it was. And that, that shit was fire. I don't even think it's that, was. I think it's a revisionist history. I think pretend like that didn't happen. Like where oh, where nah. it was like where where people thumb their noses like turn their nah, noses because, up. Nah, because because Questlove even talks about the the video that they dropped. Well, Questlove what? is like you know whatever he's kind of establishment now, so he has no problem saying like we were clearly wrong. Like when they did the um what they do the parody bad boy video. But what they and do? They showed what? you all yeah what they do. do and Questlove Quest tells us yeah he tells the story of like yo it's literally at the times it felt like the haves and the have nots. Like, Bad Boy was popping champagne, wearing minks and Versace's and all of that. And these dudes was wearing fatigues and Gore-Tex boots and, and you know what I'm saying? And Carhartt, and, and, and Carhartt jackets. And, and, and Bad Boy on just the bark things, whatever the shit was called. Bruh, Bad Boy just represented the antithesis of all of that shit. Digging in the crates, all of that, man. Boot camp, click, all of that. Bad Boy represented the opposite, anti all of that. And, you know, again, we can... We can all look back and just be like, "Come on, man! Those total was fire. One twelve was fire." Mason yeah, I'm not fire. mad at all. That fire. They like, employed the they employed the dance, man. Puff yo, was all about dance, yeah, bro. What, what was the what was the line? The, the got the ladies, yeah, yeah. The puff dropped the ladies, yeah, yeah. Take hits from the eighties, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make it sound yeah. so like motherfuckers got so yeah, angry. Yeah, yeah. She's even telling us that he's taking hits. He's yeah. just selling the music. They're just ripping off instrument. Like people were so angry, man. You know what's so crazy? Um, um, I mean, why I felt I had a very old nigga moment. Um, when when Khaled dropped the Rihanna joint and it was the oh. Santana knockoff mm-hmm. and I was just like you can't just do that <laughs> that's a classic and then I looked and I looked up and the song was like 15 almost 20 years old by the time he redid yeah. it you know Yo, I, hate, I hate that song shit. I, 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 but I, I hated oh, that Khaled song the yeah. Rihanna song nah, nah I can't I, I fool tried, it, I tried Jerv, to hate it Jervis it's Jerv. hard man <laughs> nah bro listen bro I'm old I'm old get off my lawn bro I'm not fucking with that song. But you, nah, 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 but you rock with the original nah, Santana nah, 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 Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, all right, let me, let me, I'm, I'm, I'm overstepping. The song is actually fire. I just didn't <laughs> fuck with it because. It just makes you feel a <laughs> way. I know, I know what you're saying. The, the yeah, first song I like, listened yo, to it, I, I said the same it, shit. It was man. too zesty quit, for you? No, same as it's too zesty. It's damn zesty. That's a wild word. No, it's that like I I feel like when Puff did this shit again, like, I could be the old nigga right now. I feel like when Puff did it, he at least put some sort of spin on it. I feel like Khaled, all he did was yo know, send me the instrumental. Or I bet Perfect Hammer's vocals like on it. Like that, man. It felt yeah, like and, that. and let me just hey, read on the track so I can get my hundred. Hey, that credit. shit gang bang though, bro. <laughs> Yeah, niggas is over there. Niggas over there shaking their shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, by, hey, by the, go ahead. No, by the way, I just wanted to point out, looking up some numbers here. Chronic 2001 sold. Listen to this. 
This this is how you know it's a different time. And like the kids nowadays will never understand like what the different time it was in the late nineties. Sold five hundred and fifty thousand copies in its first week. Mm. Oh yeah, that was amazing. That's Six, why I'm saying. Remember when the Carter Three did that shit and niggas is like, damn, Lil Wayne happy to go platinum, and it's like, nigga, you know how hard that shit was. Five hundred fifty thousand copies in the first week. And by the way. These were people who got up off their ass, went down to Sam Goody or Target or uh, HMV or uh, well, not Target because they had the Tower. It's only Tower, yeah, Tower well, I mean, HMV. Got a factor in Belgium. the Napster era, and he did that. Well, wait, wait, time out. You said it came out in '99, right? Well, I don't think we were in the Napster era. No, I'm Napster not was '98, brother. Napster was '98. I was, I was oh, deep in it by then. Yeah, I was deep right. in it. And by the way, certified six times platinum as of August 2015. This is according to Wikipedia. As of August 2015, 7.8 million copies in the U.S. alone. Sounds low to me. Damn. <laughs> 7.8. Yeah. I like, feel like that shit should be diamond. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. But you know, bootlegging was already in full effect yeah. by then. And by, 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 by 99, 2000. And then, oh. man, and then you figure this is when... um. Cause shit, even the, the Dynasty album came out the, the next year, and I knew for a fact I had a bootleg of that, and that was just easy to get your hands by on. The, by oh, the way, yeah, everybody had that shit. And Volume 3 is the album that, that Hove stabbed, stabbed un- un- for or, not, or allegedly stabbed, stabbed Well, he went to prison for it, um, untestified Whoa. against them. Hove ain't <laughs> I mean, he, didn't, he didn't go to prison. He, he um got caught. Probation, yeah. excuse me. By, by the, but he was convicted of the crime, is what I'm saying. By the way, by the way, when they gave us the great song, Trying to charge me, I'm not guilty, Jigga Kelly, not yeah, guilty. So, so nah, did that. not age well. Did not age well. Uh, you well, said that I mean, song didn't age well? It did age well. well. Just the guy who's singing the hook, probably. Not. I mean, come on, Jerry. I'm just saying. Jigga, R. Kelly saying guilty. I'm not guilty on a song in Jay-Z's well, back. Up, it's like I come on. Well, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> that not, was not, not, least, not, the, not the only bad decision Hove done did. Yeah. Uh-huh. At, at least, at least he, he, uh, at least, at least he acknowledged that they were trying to charge him. Um, <laughs> support for Black Opinions Matter comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels. Rob, you won't believe this, man, but like back when I was first. You know, this is first going through puberty, first starting to grow things in that region. Um, Believe it or not, I used to use actual scissors, scissors, like the sharp kind that seamstresses use because my mom had like a crazy sewing skit. So I used to use those really sharp scissors. Um, And even though I was being very careful, I came, man, closer than you would even think to catastrophic results, Rob. And so that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts, bruh, which is huge, because who wants bloody balls? Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you do your balls. That's just disgusting. Manscaped is also the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant that I happen to use today, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why not put deodorants on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com at checkout. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. 
Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the code BOMBOMB at manscaped.com at checkout. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BOMBOMB at checkout. Hey, by the way, other fun things. What's the, what's the name of this album that we're talking about right now, this Dr. Dre album? A Chronic, 2001. No, it's just called 2001. 2001. I, I, am, I am today today years old. I'm today days old. Oh, shit. When I, I, knew, out, I knew I knew it was 2001. Now here's now I, this is why I was going to bring it up. I, I was because I was thinking about That's y'all crazy. remember that, that uh, <laughs> Suge Knight tried to preempt them and put out Chronic 2000. Yeah, that was awful. <laughs> it had it had uh, tons of records from Crooked Eye. That's where all those guys remember remember all those uh, all those artists that were like, oh, I'm signed to Death Row. That album had all those cats like Superfly. Um, it's just a grimy cat, man. His yeah, he was wild. Knows no bounds, but bro. The, the funniest thing was they, they they put out Chronic 2000 and like, oh yeah, yeah. Stuke Knight represents Chronic 2000, and it was they released in May of 1999, so they beat him by like six months or so. So it was like, oh, now what you gonna do? Which is in retrospect, it's grimy, but it's also pretty dumb. Like you think about the. the hey, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear the artist on this? Well, Trench. Oh yeah, that's right. Because Trench was a boys of pot. Who else? Scarface, Richie Rich, uh, Yaki Kadafi, E Forty, Daz Dillinger, Swoop G, uh, Danny Boy, and KC. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, Top Dog. uh, The Dog Pound was on this. And Banks, DJ Quick. And dang, this thing had 28 tracks. Michelle, they even had an artist named Capricorn. Michelle, <laughs> you really? said it had, 20, it had 28 tracks. 28 tracks, bro. I don't think Dude, I heard one. The, the best, the best part of this though is, in retrospect, when you think about how am I going to hate on whatever Dre is working on, I'm gonna release Chronic 2004. He does. Checkmate. What's your, your move now? And like he basically just called it 2001, which a and put a leaf on, on it. Yeah. It sh- wait, hold on. A shits on you because it puts it a year ahead of wherever you are. And this is 1999. Remember, <laughs> like so. so they put, and then B. Wait, hold on. More importantly, he could have called it Boost Mobile. He could have called it anything. The music was so much better. It didn't matter. Like the, the idea that the name was gonna somehow ruin this album. It was just kind of it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. Listen, it's a it's a chronic 2001. I mean, chronic 2000 still smoking. So that's what it's called. Still smoking. <laughs> and then it had a cigar, not a blunt, a cigar. Really <laughs> a Suge Knight staple, by the way. Right. And then also had the nerve to attach Tupac to this. Wait, it says wow. compilation Gutless. album by Tupac Shakur. Gutless. Yeah, that nigga's fine, uh, bro. He's a grimy nigga, nigga, bro. That nigga's ruthless, dog. Like, nigga, Tupac Tupac soul had been gone roughly three years, and the nigga just still threw his name on there like, hey. But, you know, you got got diehard fans, and if you read that, niggas is going to buy. And that's back in the day where you had to actually crack the seal to hear the song. (laughs) Like... You know what I mean? Like, niggas wasn't getting a sample. You might get a single, but you wasn't like, how now we can just stream it and d- delete the shit off our phone. Nigga, you had to really... Nigga, you paid that $15.99 or $19.99 or whatever you paid. Man. You're going to sit here and listen from intro no. to the end. Man. 
Because if yeah, anyway. you those, those, those prices, what's an album? What's an album that you bought that you were highly disappointed in that you paid twenty dollars for? Not twenty dollars, but oh, man, who did I buy? Um, man, I I got one. Oh, for that's you. a great question, bro. Uh, it I was. Bought, it, I want to say it was Nostradamus. Oof. Like, I remember, Oof. because they hyped it up. It was, what, like whatever Nas album, whatever Nas album where he's like, all right, I'm going back to rhyming for real. And the single was Nas is like, and like, oh, nah, man, that's, and like, that's some I am. I am. Yeah. Uh, you ain't fuck with I am? You ain't like I am? I am was hard. I was, nah, I am was a good I album. Was I was disappointed. I was disappointed. You won't see me tonight. No, I, you I, won't see me okay, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> I got one for you. Mine's was uh, Doctor Knockboot. Mine's was uh, Beans the Solution. Not a good album. Not, not a good album at all, bro. Not yo, a good album. At yo, all. my my roommate in college bought uh the Prize album. <laughs> Oh, oh. First of all, wow. it, hold on. Here's the best of part. The prize <laughs> album came with, came with a second disc that had five tracks on it. That was like a bonus, and it was like was this Haitian No, not Haitian Call. <laughs> oh, this wasn't because Haitian Call. I actually don't know a single Haitian who owned the prize album. Haitian Call warning. This is my boy P. P bought the the prize album, and then the prize album came with a second disc that had like five bonus tracks. That was like Wyclef, and I want to say, uh, what's my man that, that went to jail for uh, moving the the ice cream? John Forte. John Forte. John Forte. And and the, to be honest, the five bonus tracks were pretty fire, and my boy wanted to convince us, nah, it was worth it. <laughs> like for years, oh, he just kept saying it was worth it for that second disc. Like, yo, the, the songs are good, but there's no way it was worth it. <laughs> Oh man! My album it has to be Mo Thugs. I bought the compilation just because oh. of Thug, just because of Thug Devotion. It had maybe like oh, I forced myself to like it. The harmony on Thug Devotion, though, yeah, you can't. The harmony was just tremendous. Like the them niggas harmonizing. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's let's uh, transition here uh, to y'all watch Watchmen. Everybody watch Watchmen, of course. Yeah. All right, so let me just say yeah. right. Thankfully, look, I like Watchmen. I've been loving it the whole season through. But the one thing criticism I had when I said last week is every episode I watch, I get more and more confused because yeah. there's more and more confusing things. Episode five explains a lot. It brings yeah. us back down. And let me just say right now, this nigga looking glass, I'm surprised he hasn't killed himself yet. <laughs> his entire life has been alive oh man it's not even just that like the way shorty did him in that in that house of mirrors man oh my god I was like, bro oh my god that bro, was hilarious yo and you know what's so funny is that i'm such a i'm such a, an idiot i'm sitting at home like Yo, these cats is bullshit. She would never give this dude dumb. Why would they put this in the story? This is dumb, yo. This is mad dumb. They mad dumb. And then, of course, she did what she did, and they proved that I was dumb for not seeing it coming. <laughs> I actually did think she was about to top him off. I, ain't uh, I, I, had, I had no faith in that. I had no faith in that. I knew she was going to play him from the set. 
just how she walked off and was like, ah, you know. Bro, she, I was like, first of all, he's a corn. I'm like, is she like, does she have some type of fetish where she scandalizes really innocent dudes? Or like, how are they going to justify an attractive woman just not knowing this dude, not talking to this dude and just wanting to give him dumb? I was like, this is ridiculous, even for TV. And then, you know, the hammer dropped. He got played twice, though. That's the Ah. question about it. Like, he thought he was going to score at the bar. Oh, man. Plus, he's undefeated, yo. (laughs) Yo, wait, wait, wait. Question. Was he watching that, 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 uh, that porn he was watching? It wasn't that a porn. That that's a porn. superhero that the, show. That that's a show. superhero show. That's the show that everybody tune into. You know the show that yeah. they be like, okay, they get oh, a disclaimer. Like porn to me. I mean, well, it, it, I yeah. mean, I don't know. It's like HBO. There's sex scenes in HBO, Jerv. Yeah. Like we, we talk about. Uh, all right, so was, soft, was, soft was, porn, I, was Oz porn, Jerv? <laughs> do, you know, do you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> I just was, never mind. My question is gonna be so awesome. I don't even want to go there. Never mind. You got it. Yo. But but the, the so the question to me is all right I get why he survived because he was in the mirrors even though wait first of all is the psychic blast fake? No, uh, the, the blast happened, but it was it was it all was orchestrated for this right. desired intent. It wasn't some unknown, unexpected blah yeah. blah blah event that everybody needs to be scared of. It's like no, it was literally just a one off so, to so, achieve this one desired goal. So given that, then, okay, he survived because he was inside the mirrored place, right? Why did some, because as we zoom out and see all the dead bodies, there's some still people who are alive walking around. How do those people survive? I don't know. Just like some people survive plane crashes. I don't, I, I don't know. Some people survive car accidents. I like, I I, I didn't really put too much stock in it. I just think they were like, because you got to have some survivors, right? So you can have this PTSD storyline. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Um, uh, I thought I thought it was crazy that they that uh, what killed people wasn't even the squid. It was like the, the well, <laughs> the big ass squid dropped into New York, and the scream that the squid let off. Is what oh, killed people in the surrounding oh, area. Oh, that's that's what did it. That's what they're saying, yeah. So like this huge crazy, like it just let off such a primal crazy scream, um, that it that that the shit was so powerful that it killed everybody. Did y'all but, know or did y'all pick up on when it keeps saying President Redford and Redfordations and all that? Like when I first heard that, I was like, oh, Redford, like Robert Redford. And in this episode, we find out that the president is actually Robert Redford, the actor. Yeah. <laughs> like, that kind of threw me off. I was like, really? Well, I knew, well, the way the little kid had said it in the first episode, I knew it had something to do with Negroes getting, quote unquote, free stuff. The way the white little the, white boy yeah. said it with such disdain. Oh, yeah. I knew it was, it was like reparations. a refer- reparations sort of playoff. Of, but so what you just said, I mean, about uh, being confused episode episode. After episode, um, I, uh, the dude who made this, Lindelof, obviously he made Lost too, right? Like that's how he got popping in the industry or whatever. And you know they opened up so many questions in Lost that they never answered. 
And he just got killed for it when the show ended. And people were like, what the fuck? What about this? What about that? You never answered this, never answered that. So he's kind of made a promise to himself that he would never do something like that again. Like if he introduces something and it seems mysterious, he's going to have an answer to that question at some point later on down in the series. So watching it, like knowing that and having read like interviews and shit like that of his, um, I, I wasn't like scared if I was confused about something like they're going to figure out a way to explain all of this. And, you know, they like the way they explained Looking Glass this episode was just, you know, like, you know, every single yeah. thing you need to know about this dude just based off of the episode. But it was it was a it was great for that. Like they did a they did a great every it just perfectly just like explained why he is the way he is and all that. But again, I, I I'm seriously shocked that he didn't kill himself. Dude, think about think about his whole life basically yeah. has been built around a lie, built around the idea that these things could this thing could happen again, and he's tra- traumatized by this. And it turns out that this dude Adrian Vike did it on purpose to end the nuclear uh, standoff between the USSR and the USA. And then the other part was, does Redford get beat Nixon in the election basically based off of that? I think so. Um, no, I think... Because he, he did it seven years in advance, right? He did it in 85 and 92 is when Redford... No, I think what, like- I think what, what White was saying and the listeners can hit us up and correct us if I'm wrong. I think what he was saying is he got this shit in motion seven years before, helped get the dude elected, and then he presented him with the opportunity of like, yo, you can stop this right now. No, 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 no. That shit happened in the, in the 80s, man. Yeah. Because because the girl, remember the girl tells uh, Looking Glass, oh, my favorite was, movie. He said it was 85, right? Ah, yeah, yes, yes, yes. She's uh, my favorite movie is a Spielberg movie. And it's basically Schindler's List, but it's not Schindler's List. Instead of Schindler's List, it's called Pale Horse or whatever. And it came out in 92 and she, it's about the squid falling in Manhattan. So it, he actually made it happen in the 80s. How he knew that dude elected and, and why it was 92 and not 88 or whatever, I don't know. But uh, I got to yeah, rewatch that scene again. Yeah, man. Because he explained a lot of shit. They try to make it so that you need to rewatch it. Yeah. Because he also points out the idea that. Uh, he makes the little squids fall every once in a while just to keep everybody, keep that fear alive. Like all, all of it is a lot, man, looking, my man, looking glass, man. And, and by the way, how salty must he be that he's like, I know whenever anyone's lying to me and that girl. Bruh, oh my him. goodness, bro. Yeah. Laid him. Oh Goodness, she read this dude, bro. Like, yo, I actually am a radiologist. I was like, wow. <laughs> I just, I just want to point out, I only watch this show because of y'all. You don't like this oh, show, so Are you disappointed? Nah, I'm, I'm still super fucking confused. <laughs> <laughs> what are you confused? I mean, yeah, even, that's even, fine. Listen, even listen to y'all talking about the shit that I just watched. I'm still just like, what? Are you, te- are you texting when you watch it or something? Yeah, you can. No, I, I mean, well, I, the first, no, the first episode or two I was texting and then I realized, okay, this isn't one of those shows that you can text on. I like that type of shit and I'm, I just, uh, it's, it's, it's too, I don't know. It's, it's, what's, what's the show we said last week? It's, uh, 
Um, the other HBO show, the, um, that the first season was good, but the second season sucked. Westworld? Yeah, it's too Westworld-like for me. Mm. Like it's, yeah, like I, I said, I, I'm watching it with knowing that they're going to explain all of the shit that hasn't been explained, and they're going to do it pretty explicitly so. Right. So I'm not, you know... And I think you guys hyped it up for me too much. And not just you, like y'all, like everyone. Oh, just the culture. Oh, you got to see the show watching. But has, oh, really, has it been hyped up like that? Yes, everyone yeah, said you got to watch see, it. I see, I ain't know about it. it. I wouldn't have knew about it if a mean didn't say nothing about it. And like, I well, really. But Trey, think, think about it. When a mean brought it to our attention, yo, you got to watch this show, Watchmen. It's this, that, and the third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not saying sound like oh, that. I, see, I don't think he oversold it, to be honest. I thought it was just like, hey, we got a new show that we can check out. That was it. I didn't get, to, I didn't get the hype from it, but like, it, it sold me in general when they when the white dude was driving Bumping Future. I'm like, okay, God, this shit is random. The, yeah. The the reason why, like, I would have honestly, I, like, I would have watched this show either way after I'd watched the first episode, but I recommended it for the pod for this to be our show because it is a it is rooted in a lot of a lot of black stuff, man. Yeah. And that to me is why, like, okay, this is a black show, even though it's not being sold or pitched as a black show. Um, Where's the drugs at, man? Where's the TNA? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm I'm not mad. I'm not, I'm not I'm not mad at that gripe actually, Jerv. It is we're, HBO. We're, like, we're, sure what are you catching coming. my attention with? Yeah. Uh I, I think you know what I think what I like about the show is that you know, I'm somebody who just doesn't care for the superhero genre just in general cuz I just find it to be just for kids. Um but this show is like super adult and the themes that it's hitting on like you know, just the the storyline with Angela and her grandfather and the idea that like she doesn't know her history and like she's like it's something about learning about your history that like affects a person right and it's the idea of black people you know just being stolen from africa have had their history was robbed from them you know what i'm saying like they're hitting on some pretty heavy themes and just race in america and just like yeah man i mean i think that shit is fire here's the crazy so here's the crazy thing is it possible even though there are racist terrible people the Seventh Cavalry also aren't that bad, right? Oh, like that. The Seventh yeah. Cavalry. That's that's the yeah, racist yeah, group. That's, that's the I racist feel like group. they. I feel like that's a, they get a, no, they're a bad. bad they're like, white supremacists. No, they are white supremacists, and they are bad because of that. But I'm like, they're not. I mean, they got a point in some way. <laughs> like, they have a point because their candidate to kill Nixon. The cops. Yeah, of course. Yeah, like it w- was pushed out basically because of a lie. Like everything that that has made them, you know, basically their candidate and their politics be pushed down was built on a lie. And so now that it's built on a lie, it allows you for all the other feelings that you have that are mad racist or whatever to be validated, too, because that means everything I feel must be real. Because the, yeah. the, the, the real thing that supposedly made me wrong or made my politics wrong turned out to be a hoax. And so, I mean, it, it, to me, it's it's a really... And by the way, the next episode, this is um, it's funny because two episodes ago, one of the dudes at, in the uh, L.A. office was telling me he's got friends that are, I guess, you know how, like, some people in L.A. just get watch these shows two episodes in advance or whatever. He was saying that episode six, everyone says is, is going to be the best episode. 
And he had said that like two episodes ago. I'm like, all right, whatever. And then we saw the trailer for episode six. And because she took all the pills, nostalgia, the nostalgia pills, she's going to have her grandfather's memories. Yeah. And so we're going to find out why dude, what happened to dude, like, and, and, you know, basically all his memories and stuff. So this next episode is supposed to be real trippy, but you know, to Waz's point, we're going to more stuff about the black experience that again, like this never happens in big budget mainstream shows, man. Like, they never like, you know how many people say, Oh, I didn't know that shit that happened in Tulsa actually happened. No, that's real. That is like I, mean, I was I was I appreciated that because a lot of people didn't really know that. Jerk, th- this is my advice to you. Next time you watch the show, just watch it with the intent, you know, and like the concentration that you had the first time you you were trying to learn how to shimmy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> do, I, do I need to smoke and watch this? Like, am I, is that my you probably you probably yeah I think so I think so okay. I think it lends itself to that for sure like. Like a close examination, I think so, because there's like all kinds of Easter eggs, which like again, because the, the 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 original comic book series has like a cult following, right? Because it was basically like it was like a anti comic books comic book, right. and people was just like, "Wow, I never read no shit like this. This is serious. This is dope. This is hitting on things we never saw before." So it has its cult following, and like those people who were devoted to the original comics, like they sprinkling all kinds of crazy shit in there for you. Um, not that you're one of those people, but I'm just saying, like, they, they're doing that, too. Like, the Easter egg shit. I'll watch it. I guess. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it, it's funny because, again, the comic, the graphic novel, I should say, was very, was, had, like you said, a cult following. And then the movie came out and everyone shit on the movie because the movie apparently didn't capture a lot of the nuances. Like, this is from the people who read who read the graphic novel and saw the movie. I did neither. Um, and by and to be honest with you, I'll do you one better. For the longest time, I would get Watchmen and Mystery Men confused. Y'all remember Mystery Men? I don't know what that is. I don't even Mis- know what that is. And Mystery- I never I never read the comic book or watched the movie either. I'm, I just went into this fresh. Mister Mystery Men was this movie that was kind of like a parody of superhero movies. It's a kind of comedy. And none of them had actual superpowers. They're just running around wearing costumes. And it's like got Hank Azaria and some other people in it. It's it wasn't that good of a movie. Janine Garofalo. It's not that good of a movie. It's kind of silly, but uh it's also one of those movies that I think if it had come out during an era where a lot of superhero movies were coming out, it would be better appreciated. Uh, needless to say, it is nothing to do with Watchmen. <laughs> it was night and day. But this is like when I keep getting confused. Up until really recently, I couldn't tell the difference between Jack Reacher and John Wick. I thought, like, okay, so which one is the one with Keanu and which one is the one with uh, Tom Cruise? And basically thought it was the same movie. Um, so, you know, this this this, this thing is... Uh, the people who read the graphic novel are like, this thing is doing it justice. Because it's not telling that story. It's building off of that story from 30 years later. And I think that's kind of... It's almost like think about if, you know, we all know the story of Spider-Man is, uh, you know, kid gets bit by a spider, does the wrestling thing, his Uncle Ben gets shot, da da da. Now imagine if the Spider-Man TV show that we saw happened like thirty years after all that. So they're free to tell the story the way they want to tell it, taking the direction they want to take it, while at the same time still referencing back to the shit that happened in the original story. So. 
don't know. It's a great show. It's a great show, Jerv. I think, I think I, it's, you know, everyone's right. Like if you smoke and then you watch it, you'll probably enjoy it a lot more. But that's just, uh, I'm suggesting that to you specifically because I know how you enjoy life. One toke at a time. <laughs> no, no problem. I'll try. All right. So, what else? You guys, we got anything else left right. on the rundown? No, no that was it. it. All right, man. And that's that's gonna do it for Black Opinions Matter this week. Thanks to Waz. Thanks to Trey. Thanks to Jerv. Thanks to Rob Lopez on the production. Uh, this was a fun episode, man. I really like when we get to look back at something nostalgic like. Uh, chronic 2001 is 20th anniversary and 